Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting. Everything from launch to monetization and everything in between. And I'm kind of excited because this is our first recording in ages, isn't it, Matthew? Not only that, Colin, it's our first, is it transcontinental? Indeed. Is that the term, recording? Yeah, because yeah, um, yeah you, you're, uh, <laughs> you've you've jumped ship from Scotland, haven't you? I have for the moment, for the, just temporarily, just till uh, so next year. Saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, tell you what, though, I was I was thinking the weather might keep us out here, but it's been absolutely shocking so far. Just been really? killing it down the whole time. So well, yeah, you, you didn't need to go that far to get shot in weather, no, did you? No, being, no. being in Aus- Scotland, so. Australia, not as advertised. <laughs> yeah, like all food. those all those home and away episodes that you binged. Uh, they obviously just uh, filmed elsewhere, maybe. Yeah, indeed. Not here, certainly. <laughs> anyway, uh, weather aside, uh, if you're listening, thank you very much for joining us. For what do you mean? If you, why do I say that? If you're listening, if anyone's hearing this, they are listening. <laughs> they? they literally are. <laughs> thank you for listening to season thirteen of Podcraft, and we're kind of in a, a jubilant mood, as you can tell, uh, for a few different reasons. Partly because we're recording for the first time in quite a long time, probably since before the world went crazy. Um, so, so it's really good to get back in the mic with you, Matthew. Uh, but partly as well because this season is revolving around something we've been planning for quite a long time. Eh? Um, I mean, this, this is kind of your baby, isn't it, Matthew? But we've been talking about doing something less for a long time, probably more than a year, if not a couple of years. Yeah, big fan of the old uh, retro-looking book things. You know, those big slabs of paper <laughs> that uh, humans used to read. Good old uh, paper. <laughs> Yeah, and we figured we figured it might be worth putting one together. This is going back probably over a year since like the seed of the idea came up. So yeah, yeah. Um, obviously that we do lots of content on all aspects of podcasting, but one area that we've really been dived into a lot and getting a lot of audience feedback on and creating a lot of content on recently is is that idea growth. Yes. So, you know, obviously somebody gets started up and they, they, they encounter all the hurdles and barriers there. But, you know, a, a lot of people, they get started up and then it's like, well, what then? You know, yeah. where are those first hundred listeners? You know, what can I really do to start moving the needle here aside for just putting out the content? So I think this was a good opportunity just to, to bring together all the things that we'd learned, all the things we talked about over the years and and just put it together into one one single book for the uh, yeah. the reader as it would be to 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 binge and, and see what they could take from it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, totally. So so the short story is we are releasing a book, uh, a printed book, which you'll also be able to get an ebook as well. Obviously, you'll be able to get in your Kindle, but um, we're actually designing it for proper full on publishing, and it's just going to be called Podcast Growth, isn't it? Is that right, Matthew? Yeah, podcast growth, very basic, simple title again, you know, ties into advice we often give in podcast yeah. names as well, just uh, does what it says on the tin. So, exactly. Um, yeah, the, the way we kind of did this book was, it's quite instructional um, in the sense that each chapter is kind of, is, you've got your themes. So, for example, today we're, we're going to take a, a task from the, the first chapter, which is called Enabling Your Existing Audience. And each chapter is broken down into different tasks under that particular theme. And they're very actionable. So, you know, you'll get... Um, 
you'll get information like the time required that it's going to take and also the, the sort of level that you might be at, whether that's like from day one or whether this is something that you might be looking to do after you've maybe released 10 to 20 episodes, that sort yeah. of thing. So you can sort of scan through the book and you could pick out the things that might be relevant to you. It's not the, not the sort of book I'd imagine that somebody's going to do like cover to cover in a Maybe very linear cover, fashion, yeah. although cover. fair play if you do, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, the the idea was that, yeah, we'd have, we'd basically have hundreds, hundreds. How many do we have? Do you know in the end how many tasks we have? How many activities? I reckon it's um, between 80 and 90. I could right. be way off, but I reckon it's in that ballpark. I, th I thought it was because we've got 13, 14 chapters, don't we? And there's, well, anyway, yeah, I, I think it's about 100-ish. Um, maybe a touch less, as Matthew says, but we've got that many activities, that many tasks, that many singular things that you can go and do to grow your audience. So the idea being that you would go out there, you would get this book and then you would spend the next however long you want. So say you're planning out three months, you're planning out six months, you're planning maybe a year of growth. You're going to take activities from this book. You're going to pick one for every week. Or maybe you're going to go, uh, you know, overboard and pick one for every day and work through every single one over three months or, or spread out over a year. However you do it, if you can stick to a, a consistent schedule with this, you know, pick a task every week, stick to that for a year. By the end of that year, I mean, well, we're, we're not really fans of hyperbole, are we? We don't really say, this will guarantee to grow your audience in this amount of time. But I, you do this, like do one of these things every week for a whole year and I, it'll be very, very surprising if you don't have a significant increase in your audience, I would say. Yeah, it, it, it's the same as everything in podcasts. And I think it's it's more a sense of stacking conditions in your favour yeah. rather than, you know, the um, buzz, is it BuzzFeed, the, the yeah. sort of one simple trick. Do this one yes. simple trick and you'll, you'll yeah. 10x your audience. I've never really seen many examples of that being the case. I suppose some people might have examples of a time they maybe advertise somewhere and got a bit of a spike. But I, I think for for you know your average person uh just putting out content there it's about like doing doing loads of different things and just steadily seeing the, the needle move so yep. uh, very much the purpose of this book is you're going to get these really actionable things and yep. and again it, you know there, there's stuff in there for people of all budgets yep. uh, there's plenty of tasks in there that aren't going to cost you any money at all maybe a bit of yep. time but yep. there are other tasks in there where you're thinking you know what I do have a bit of budget I don't have much time I'm going to invest a wee bit of money so yeah yep. strategies that, that, that fit pretty much every use case isn't there absolutely yeah Every every use case, every budget, every time availability from short task to long task, like you said. So, yeah, for sure. And some stuff might not suit some people. So we've got we've got a good few um, activities around social media, for example, which we generally hate, don't we? <laughs> so it might not be for everyone. <laughs> but then you'll find other sections which suit you down to a T, just your approach, your personality, that kind of stuff. So so that's the idea. Um, and just to get to it, so before everyone's switching off thinking this is just one big advert, the, the, the idea behind season 13 of PodCraft, what we're going to do, Matthew, we're going to talk through how many are we going to take, maybe 8 to 12 episodes? We'd, we haven't got a plan yet, do we? Or do you? You might have a plan that I don't know about. I do have a plan. Um, I believe it's 
13 chapters yeah first okay. plan I've ever made in my life nice, um, nice. but yeah so each each chapter we're going to run through we're going to pick out one particular task from that chapter and that's yeah. the aim of that is it's going to give you a really good flavour of the book but also yeah. even more importantly it's going to be really useful for you even yeah, if you yeah. don't buy the book Absolutely. Um, first and foremost that's the, the, the purpose of this show <laughs> um, so yeah I, w- I would say you can uh, you, you'll find the book if you head to thepodcasthost.com slash podcast grow book that's all one word podcast growth book so you'll find all the details about the book there but for this particular episode we're going to deal with uh, a task from chapter one all about enabling your existing audience and this really focuses on calls to action and in my personal experience this is the single biggest missed opportunity that that podcasters uh, tend to take when when they're focused on growing their audience because it's always easy to think about the people who aren't listening you know the next 100 listeners the next 500 listeners that are out there that you haven't found yet but I think if you look after that core of listeners who are already listening even if you're very early stage even if if, if it's you know 10 10 friends and family or whatever um, there are great opportunities and just after you've served up that good content that episode what you then ask the audience to do after the fact isn't it Colin? Absolutely yep totally that's exactly what it is and it's the one that comes up Every single time when we do a, um, a podcast health check, isn't it? Whenever people sent that in, it was calls to action were always the ones that we that were included every single time. The feedback we give to our members um, in the Podcast Host Academy. Um, people would send in their show, we'd give a bit of feedback. Every single time there was always, you, you could do better with your calls to action here. Really ask people something. Um, so let's jump into it. Like, So let's follow the structure of the book, though, just to give people an idea of how it works. So we've got our kind of headlines here. We've got the type of task, the time required, and the podcast level to start with, Matthew. So do you want to give us those? Yeah, so for this particular task, the calls to action task, this is what we class as a short task. Uh, the time required is pretty much just a few minutes per episode, and the podcast level is from the very beginning. So this, yeah, there's basically no no podcaster out there or aspiring podcaster that yeah. this does not apply to. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And just to give you an idea, in the book we'll have we'll have lots of different levels. We will have more advanced level stuff that we wouldn't advise in the first, you know, 20, 30, 50 episodes. Time required might be 30 minutes to an hour or even more for some of them. But we're going to have the full gamut, all different levels, all different sizes. Um, and this, like Matthew says, is right from the start. So what do you think then, Matthew? What's the advice on it? What, what do we tell people to do or advise people to do with their CTAs, their calls to action? Yeah, like in the first instance, it's it's again like anything in podcasting. It totally depends on your own your own topic or theme, um, and some people might be coming at this where they already are podcasting as part of a business, so they might already have like a product out there. They might be offering a service, and the, the aim of the podcast is to get you know to market that service and get people to sign up for coaching yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, so if you already have that sort of thing in place that y- you know you want to point people to then that's great but from a growth point of view there are certain things that you could ask for no matter what you're podcasting about that are going to inevitably help your show to grow uh, the most common one I would say and it sounds so simple because it is I suppose but it's just to subscribe to the show on your yeah, listening yeah. app of choice that's the one we caveat I'd throw in there yeah. uh, you know sometimes you'll hear subscribe to the show on iTunes and yeah. uh, well, you're like well why there you know subscribe yeah. anywhere <laughs> listen <Android. laughs> listen however you want you know um, yeah. 
yeah but yeah yeah and, it's it's a simple thing isn't it but yeah and that, that, that i always used to think actually that was a funny thing to say even even relatively recently like a year or two ago but you know i've got to realize the value of that much more in the last six months because i've been i think during um during all the covid craziness i've been listening to a lot more new shows just to you know, less on the business side of things and more just kind of trying to up the mood and cheer me up a little bit. So more story stuff, more more things, more new shows essentially. And I'm experimenting with more. I go into Pocket Casts, I'll search through, I'll find a show and I'll pick an episode and I'll play an episode. I'll put an episode into my playlist um, and I won't subscribe. Uh, so I'll just listen to that episode. And then by the end of it, they're saying subscribe. And it reminds me that actually this is just you know, me testing it out. So random kind of use case there, but it is actually useful. I think there are a lot of people out there either listening like that, like I described, or listening on the web just to test out a show or, you know, you, know, you never know how people have come across your show. So yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, and to- I, I'm, I'm the same, yeah, because uh, sometimes I'll pick out a new show, I'll download a few episodes and I'll really like it, but it will take that call to action. You know, yeah. I, sh- I should know this, I literally write Forget. about it, but yeah, yeah. it will take the presenters <laughs> and remember, subscribe, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, and, and you know, I, I come from a background in the fiction podcast world, it's not uncommon for some of our shows to release like one episode a year. So, you know, if you're not subscribed to these shows, it's very easy to forget about them and then they'll put out this really good episode and if you're not subscribed, it'll just not turn up in your feed. You know, you're relying then on encountering it somewhere on on the internet to find out about it. Yeah, totally. I think I've got a bit of a, a bit of other advice I'd love to give about CTAs, but just to go through it, let's go. We've got a few more examples here, haven't we? Like the the classic is um, leave a rating and review on your listening app of choice as well. Is that is that still as relevant as it always was? I reckon it's quite good to test engagement. It's quite good to get feedback, and it's also good for some folks like reviews from a marketing point of view. So I've seen people use reviews in good ways. You know, maybe putting them on graphics and sharing them around. If you're creating a a media pack to try and get a sponsor, it's great to have some reviews there because it's validation. So yeah, I I don't think it's necessarily the one that's going to move the needle the most. But yeah. if you want to mix it up, sometimes I think yeah, asking for reviews again. I would that's why I would say to add in something like Podchaser because it's it's quite all encompassing rather than yeah. you know if you just say iTunes again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think too that I love, especially around the the whole premise of enabling your existing audience like this chapter is all about. Two of them are, one is um, share this episode with someone you think will benefit from them. I think that's quite powerful. I think you put a bit of, you put a bit of emotion into that, like take 30 seconds to just talk through um, one thing, just say, you know, the one thing you can do for us, one thing that really helps with our podcast is if you just think of, you know, two or three friends of yours that will really enjoy this show is there anyone else like minded anyone else like this topic as well one thing that really really helps us if you've enjoyed this if you've appreciated the time we put into this show just get in touch with one or two of those friends and just let them know about the show just send them the link send them an episode it would really appreciate it if you could do that for us and just you know talking it through like that just showing how important that kind of thing is and that is the kind of thing that does make a huge difference like one person shares it with two those two people hear it, enjoy it, they share it with another two, that's four, then it's eight, then it's 16. You know, that's that's exponential growth. So that's really important. Um, and the other one I think that works really well that a lot of people don't do or, or do slightly incorrectly is get in touch. 
So get in touch with us. Let us know your feedback. Um, it's good. It's great. But be more specific. You know, get in touch and let us know. So this episode, we talked about microphones. What's the best microphone that you can get out there? So tell us, what microphone do you use just now? Have you used any microphones you hate? Let us know. Let us know any one that doesn't suit your voice. I think that's really powerful. Just giving them something quite specific, something that really makes them think and makes them think, well, they don't just want general stuff. I don't know what to write to general feedback, but I know a microphone that I really like or a microphone that I really hate. So they're more likely to get in touch. And, and that is the kind of feedback that's actually more useful to your show as well, because you can feed back some of those things on the next episode. And it's actually really funny, useful, interesting information for the listener. So I think those two work really well too. Yeah, it's um, something we've came across a lot where, you know, somebody might be complaining about they're not getting the feedback and they're asking for it. And you say, OK, let's let's take a listen then. And it's exactly like you say there, Colin, it's, um, you know, get in touch. And, and you're saying, well, you know, if you could direct them a bit more, you're, that's when people are going to actually start start taking action on this. So, yeah, um, again, it's another simple thing, but uh, one that's very effective. Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, like you said earlier, there's some obviously some specific ones dependent on your your content. So if you do sell a product, don't be afraid to tell people, you know, say, again, put the emotion into it, put the, the sort of onus on them uh, that it's a, you know, it's a thank you, it's a trust thing. Say to them, you know, so if you've really enjoyed this show, I hope you don't mind uh, mentioning my product, my course that we do. So if you really appreciate this, if you like the time we've put into this, you know, go over and check it out. No pressure to buy. But if you do look at it, if you do think it'll be help- useful to you, if you do think it'll be helpful, I do believe it'll push you forward in your podcasting. That kind of thing, you know, push the benefits on them um, and really kind of, you know, impress on them that it's that it's something that means something to you. I think that's really worthwhile. The good thing about this all, so like like we've said at the start, you can do this from the very beginning. The time required is basically nil because you're yeah. you're in front of the mic recording anyway. Um, you know, it just takes a, a a wee minute of thought to to determine where you want to send them, what you want to ask from them. But if you think about that, every single episode you do this is a another sort of another grain of sand on your on your weight to use a rubbish yeah. metaphor and it, w- when you end up with you know 80 90 100 episodes in your back catalog and people binge yeah. through them it's not like people are just listening to your latest episode you end up with like this happening again and again you know so many people are hearing this again and again and it can really start to, to build up and get get momentum then can't it yeah absolutely for sure where what about just to finish up what about where um to put the calls to action and how to do it um in a way by you talk about where but the how to do it i'm thinking of head quantity that was always the one that comes up in the health check as well isn't it how many calls to action people put in what do you think on that yeah i mean we're all guilty of it but it's it's good to say just try and do one but yeah, I know that sometimes there is two, sometimes there's even three. <laughs> it's just that thing of like the more you ask from somebody, the less likely they are to do any of it, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, th- I think you should always choose one main call to action. So you've got one you spend 30 seconds on, a minute on, even a couple of minutes telling them why you want them to do this thing, what the benefits are to them, what the benefits are to you, possibly, um, you know, from a transparency, honestly, trust point of view. Uh, so spend a good bit of time on one of those. And that could be the, you know, the buy a product, for example. It could be the get in touch, giving them a specific question. It could be um, share the episode with someone you think will benefit from it. 
And then often you'll have a secondary one, which is maybe the review, for example, it leave a rating in a review, just a wee prompt every single episode, just to just encourage them on a regular basis. But you only spend maybe five or ten seconds on that. But you're absolutely right. I wouldn't I would never go more than two, I don't think. Um, and in terms of where you put it, obviously you'll you'll often put it at the end. Almost always put these at the end, but I think you can get away with a call to action briefly near the start as well. You know, you give your intro, you tell the benefits of what the episode is, uh, the, the benefits of the episode for the listener. So you give that wee intro saying, here's what the episode's going to be all about. Here's why you should stick around. Here's what you're going to get from it. Oh, and by the way, just to let you know, this po- this podcast is you know supported by our course, uh, the Podcast Host Academy, where you can go and blah, 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 blah. So if you want to check out, go over to this. I'll talk about it a bit more later and then get into the content. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think there are certain calls to action you could incorporate early on. I don't necessarily think asking for reviews or Patreon support or that is the no, sort of thing no. you want up front. I, I always get a bit annoyed at that, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. that's definitely something you want to leave to the end. So yeah, it's it's always at your own discretion, you know. Yeah, Use yeah, common yeah. sense about it. But definitely. Um again, cool. it just sort of tying up as well, making making it easy as easy as possible for your listeners to do what you're asking of them so you want to stick that in the show notes you know some people do read show notes not very many um (laughs) from all the data that i've seen but you want to have that in the the show notes with a nice link make it very easy for them if you can as well you know if you're using like wordpress for your website get a a plug-in like pretty links and again like we're doing with the book there the podcasthost.com slash podcast growth growth book so easy i messed up there the podcasthost.com slash podcast growth book if you get a nice link there it makes your calls to action easier to follow because you know it's it's something that will stick in their head rather than reading out a full url or you know anything like that so just just make it as easy as possible for your listener Absolutely, absolutely. And to tie up the the book format, eh? every single action has some further reading. So if you want to dive into these in more depth, we've always got one or two links at least um, that you can dive into from the book. So what are they for this one, Matthew? Yeah, so these are a couple of um, articles on the site. We always like to link back to to deeper dives, as you were saying, Colin. So uh, how to drive action from a podcast, very relevant to this episode. So you'll find that at thepodcasthost.com slash drive action. That's all one word. And uh, introducing and ending your episode, again, that's a really prescriptive article on, you know, the things that you want to mention when you open your show and the things you want to mention when you close it, which all tie into calls to action as well. And you'll find that at thepodcasthost.com slash outros. Outros. And in the spirit of this episode, we'll give our one call to action, which is go and check out the podcast growth book. If you think this will be interesting to you, I really do think it will help you. If you can stick to doing one of these tasks every week, I think that's a good frequency. Pick one out each week um, and spend just half an hour, even less, just doing one thing to grow your, your audience then I think this book will really help you grow that audience over a year, um, even less maybe. Go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcast growth book and you'll be able to get hold of the book there. Will that do it for this week, Matthew? I think that is uh, total BN, as they say in Australia. <laughs> do you know what we're going to do on the next episode to give a tease or am I putting you on the spot? <laughs> Yeah, uh, joining me on the spot. <laughs> I do have that somewhere. I do have that somewhere. Hang on. Let's pull back the curtain here and uh, 
and look at your notes. Sorry, I should have uh, warned you about that. This uh, podcasting, uh, podcasting one hundred and one. Tell the uh, tell your co-host you're about to ask them something. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm really excited about getting this out. Actually, we've spent so much time um, thinking about the title, which is funny given it's gone so simple. Thinking about the the cover, so I think I, I hope people will like it. Um, I think it's nice and simple, nice and minimalist. Um, and suits suits the way we create our site really suits the podcast host because it's we always try to be simple actionable minimalist and just help people as much as we possibly can so hope that i hope that translates into the book um from everybody's point of view yeah nice and simple just like me <laughs> um, I, i'm told uh, so yeah on the next episode uh, we're going to be diving into chapter two growing your audience by knowing your audience we're going to be talking about running a survey and why right. that you know might appear to be again like focusing on your existing listeners but why this is actually a great opportunity and tool for for growing your audience and growing your, yeah. your show ideal Okay, well, thank you for that, Matthew. Thanks for that episode. Thank you out there for listening to. I hope you found this useful and I hope you follow us along for season 13 of Podcraft, where we're going to give you 13 ways to grow your audience. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.